Hey there, welcome to the Ask Lynn segment of the Shutterbug Live podcast. This is where I answer your photography-related questions, and today's question is on model releases. Here's the question. What guidance can you give us regarding releases, both for people, for instance, if they are potentially identifiable people and locations, for instance, trademark property or federal property, I seem to recall this gets complicated. What if it's a crowd, such as demonstrators? Assuming a release is required as a practical matter, do you obtain it during the shoot? This is from Conrad. Thanks for the question, Conrad. Now, he sent this question actually as a comment on uh, the podcast episode we did on uh, publishing and getting paid for your travel photos. And so this is the context from which he's asking the question. But it's a great question. I, I, it's a topic I usually deal with on my my street photography workshop. But in, in whenever we talk, so we usually talk about it in, within the context of street. But anytime you are thinking about either shooting professionally or, and or profiting, it's a good thing to know. So let's go through some general guidance on model releases. Now, before we get started, you know I have to give the standard disclaimer, I am not a lawyer. I only play one on podcasts. But seriously, if you are thinking about these issues in a serious way, you really should talk with a lawyer and get advice on your specific situation. This is general guidance. All right. With that out of the way, let's talk now about model releases. First, let's define some terms here. What is a model release? A model release is a signed legal document between you and the subject of your photo or the owner of the property being photographed. So, a couple things to think of. We're going to go through some of the some of the the things that are need to be necessary in a model release. It's signed, it's legal, it's a contract. You can have releases for both people and the property as Conrad alluded to in his question. So, just to know that you can do either with a a release. Now, Usually, you write a release to give you permission to use the photo as you choose, and most releases give you broad latitude. They usually give you unrestricted license, so you can use the image for a number of different applications. You don't have to go back and get permission anytime you want to use the image For instance, I'm shooting it because I want to sell it for a specific marketing contract. If I would decide to use it for something else, I don't have to go back and get permission again from the subject of the photograph. So it gives me unrestricted license. And usually you'll see it sometimes written says that the, that the, the rights apply to you as the photographer, your ears or Anyone acting on your behalf. And so, it, it, again, it, it's broad so that even if I'm operating a company or someone else is, you know, in my employment and they are going out and doing the work, they are also covered. And you will also see it covering your ability to edit, modify, and adapt the photo. These are all sort of important, important things to think about because you, again, are giving yourself broad latitude 
to own the photo and change a likeness. If you remember, for instance, the Obama photo that turned into the Hope poster, was stylized into the Hope Hope poster. That's an example of someone who has permission to use it, then being able to go and adapt it so and make a derivative work. So that's that's an example of what someone might mean when they say they would do that. Not commenting on the the Obama um, poster, which of course was litigated in a whole nother rabbit hole we won't go down today. Um, usually, like many contracts, you have a witness sign it. I know that um, I've seen many templates online that don't require it. Whenever I have done it, I've always had someone else sign as a witness because as a contract, it always it, it's it's usually helpful um, to have someone else who's also witness uh, to the to the agreement. And then, like most contracts, you have the the promise, okay, you will give me, um, you will allow me to take a photograph of your likeness, but I return to you something of value. And in a contract, it's called, that's usually called consideration. Most photographers will usually say something to the effect of, and this is usually the way I have done it. I will give you in in exchange. I will give you uh, one of the images you and you can use you know, have that for your own personal use. And so now they rather than if I'm not going to pay them money, there are times when I would I I have hired models and and so then I would there in the model release say in exchange for whatever the sum is that we've agreed the payment should be. But if there is no actually money changing hands, then I usually have a standard line that says in exchange for a copy of the image, because you know, at least you can use give them a copy and say, here you go. You can use it however you want. And that usually checks that box that says that they return something of value. And of course, you're just using all all you including all these elements to make it as, uh, as solid as possible. So that's what I mean when I say a model release. It is an agreement and a signed contract, an assigned legal document, because remember, verbal contracts, if you've ever watched Judge Judy, you know that if you don't have it in writing, it does not exist. So it's a signed you know, uh, paper contract or physical contract that gives you permission to use their likeness or a photograph of their property. Now, Let's get into the meat of his question. When do you and when don't you need one? Let's start with when you don't need a model release. You don't need a model model release when you're taking photographs for your own personal use. I'm just out shooting for fun. I'm a street photographer. I'm a, um, I'm a, a non-professional, and I just like taking pictures. You And I'm taking a photograph of someone I don't need a model release in that situation. I don't need it for editorial use. And editorial use is generally considered things that you would see published by the media, newspapers, magazines. And it's usually identified as a a truthful portrayal of an event. And so this is usually what you have when photojournalists are covering things. Journalists 
are supposed to be covering things truthfully. Let's not get into any <laughs> any side comments here about whether or not this actually happens. But generally speaking, when you go to journalism school, it's all about truth. So it's a truthful, truthful portrayal of an of an event of some kind. And usually there is a reasonable relationship between the subject and the story that is being meaning if you if you are taking a photograph of someone editorial editorially to go along with a story usually there's some connection there it's a person who has depression in a story about depression it's a person who's playing in a park on a story about the park so there there's there's usually a connection there it's truthful and there's a connection between them and the subject if there's not you it might as well just grab a stock photo but if you want this to be editorial there's usually some connection between a relationship between the subject and the story. And of course, just like other fair use uh, applications, if you're using it for teaching or for commentary or any of those those other applications, you don't need a model release for those specific situations. And then finally, in one of the things that Conrad asked, you don't need a release when you're photographing federal buildings. Because as a taxpayer, you own the building, and so you won't need a release to use a photograph of a federal building. Now, I still want to be sort of clear here because sometimes you can be on federal property, for instance, park service, um, the parks, and some of the monuments, for instance, within the parks within the Washington, D.C. monuments area. Some of those are still covered by the sculptor's copyright. And so you would need permission to use those commercially. And so you always want to be, just be clear, check in with, before you use it um, commercially, check in with the public affairs office for the department, um, uh, the department who controls that building just to make sure there are no um, other complications there that you might not be aware of. But generally speaking, you should not need a release for that. All right. So when do you need a model release? And generally speaking, you need a model release for commercial use, meaning the photo is being used to sell something else. And, and so the distinction is made there that the photo is not, it's not that you sold the photo because photos are sold in newspapers and magazines. Photos are sold in, in galleries every day, but the photo is being used as a vehicle to sell something else. So it's the image of this person in front of a house used in a real estate ad to sell the real estate services. And the other reason you would need the model release in this commercial application is because you could look at the person and draw a reasonable conclusion that the subjects support or endorse the business and or cause. And so what I mean is if you if you see a photograph of me smiling on a uh, on a again real estate ad saying all of and the headline says all of our all of our customers really love our experience and there I am in front of a house smiling 
then you could reasonably draw a conclusion that I am endorsing them in that photograph. And if that's not the case, then we have a problem. And this is when you would need a commercial that's a commercial use where you need a model release to say, yes, I give you my permission to use my likeness to sell something else or to to let I'll lead the viewer to conclude or infer that I am endorsing. If you think about political ads, that's, you know, a, a pretty standard place where you would need a commercial uh, that where it is a commercial use and you would need a model release because, in a political ad where you are either supporting a candidate or an issue or a cause, it's easy to draw the conclusion that the people in that photograph are supporters of that cause. And so this is when you would need a model release if you're going to use your image for any one of those reasons. Generally speaking, since it's commercial use, if you ever try to sell your image to a stock agency and this, and they're going to use it on the commercial side, then uh, that's when you would always see them requiring um, your assigned model release. The other thing is it's a model release for anyone who is identifiable in the photo. And so this goes to the other part of Conrad's question about if you are on a street. And generally speaking, if you buy a stock photo, you usually don't see crowds in it. There's usually only one or two people who are visible or identifiable just because it makes it cleaner. And so identifiable is one of those gray areas for for most people. It's, you know, could my mother tell it's me, right? Then it's identifiable. But if if uh, a stock agency or an advertising agency is purchasing it, they usually are going to be very strict. If there's any way I can tell who it is, they're going to require a model release. And that's just because, uh, you know, for them, they don't want to risk it in, in any way. And so... Um, so then, he, so then that's why you would go with anyone who's identifiable in the photo would require release. And so if you are using it commercially, you probably want to limit the number of people in the photo to the ones you can get releases from. And the other time you would need a model release is for editorial features where the subject is sensitive or controversial, meaning just because it's editorial and it's uh, in a newspaper and it's truthful doesn't mean you're in the clear. If you are covering a story where the subject is is um, one where you are talking about something where most people might be alcoholism or drug, you know, something where, where the subject is of the kind where someone might be a little uncomfortable be, being portrayed, uh, you might want to get a release for, for that kind of uh, subject as well. And then many publications will get releases for cover photos editorial publications for cover photos and and maybe it's because they they use the covers to sell and you can make that case but even though it's news uh they for you know for bigger companies they just tend to like to cover their bases and get releases for cover photos right so that's when you would need a model release for commercial purposes for stock agencies for people and property for for anyone who's identifiable in the photo, for editorial features where the subject is sensitive or controversial, 
and for cover photos on editorial publications. And generally speaking, if they can, if you can tell who they are and you are going to use it to make money, you probably want to get a model release signed. Do you need to get it at the time? No, you don't, but you do need to have it before you sell the image. And so even if you take a photograph and you don't plan to use it commercially, but you decide later on that you want to use it commercially, you've got to go back and find the person in the image and get them to sign a release for you. Now, just a couple things to keep in mind. Remember, you own the photo from the moment it is recorded. And so you what you're getting permission is for is to use someone's likeness in your photo, but the copyright of the photo is yours and you own it the moment it's recorded. So keep that in mind. Two, you don't need permission to take the photo in public from a public property. And so, you know, the privacy laws is you, you have no reasonable expectation of privacy if you're in public. And so you can take any photo that you want to take of someone when you're in public. It's just how you use the photo, whether or not you need a model release. The next thing to keep in mind is you can't break the law while taking the photo. If, if the sign says no trespassing and you trespass, then you're not really covered at that point. You've broken the law. And so then you're subject to um, to any of the consequences that come from that. If you are photographing a minor, you need to get the parent or guardian to sign the model release for that minor. And, and, and as long as we're on this topic, what I typically do is take a picture, even if someone might be over 18, if they look like they're young, I usually ask for a copy of the driver's license and take a picture of the driver's license to include with my model release just so I'm covered. And uh, yeah, I'm not stuck saying, oh my goodness, this person said they were 18. And uh so if there's any question, then I always take a photograph of, of a, a, a state-issued ID card. And then, again, it's always a good idea to consult a lawyer, especially if you plan on making good money with this image or if you represent a client with deep pockets. If you're taking photographs and your client happens to be Amazon.com, you probably want to get releases on anything you do because... Anybody who's really willing to test whether or not you need a release when they see deep pockets is going to be a little more encouraged to do that. So keep that in mind. Now, you can find templates anywhere just by Googling. I would look for, I'm going to include some links, but I would look for photography associations or or legal associations or any organization that would have a reasonable grasp of the material. And so you want to keep that in mind. There, there are apps you can use that are that that will walk you through the, the questions you need to answer and spit out a release at the end for, for the transaction. And I've used those in the past too. Those are very convenient. You just put in the name of the person. It geotags where you are. It tags the time. It, it, it prompts you to get a picture of the ID card. It prompts you to take a person of the photograph from the from your iPhone or, or iPad or or tablet or or phone. 
And uh, it, it, it prompts you to do all these things, which is kind of cool. And then it spits out all this in one document. And if I haven't said it before, it's always a good idea to consult a lawyer before you do anything legal. All right. So that's the answer to uh, guidance on model releases. When do you need one? When don't you need one? I hope this is helpful for you. Remember, with the Ask Lynn format, I can answer any of your questions on anything photography related. Just go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash Ask Lynn and leave your question there. And I'll be glad to answer it just like this, just like I did for Conrad for you. All right. Thank you so much. Shutterbuglife.com. I'm Linford Morton. Of course, you can call me Lynn. And thank you so much for listening to another segment. 